Bigger isn't always better. Take, for example, the king size candy bar. Of course, that king size Snickers is delicious, but do I really need a bigger candy bar? In fact, come to think of it, do I need a candy bar at all? Probably not. But my point still stands. Bigger isn't always better. In fact, you might be surprised to know that smaller email lists actually can be more engaged and responsive than very large lists. So today I'm here to tell you, you can have a successful launch even if you have a small email list. Welcome to Copy That Converts, the podcast that gives you copywriting and email marketing tips to help your business connect with ideal clients who will actually buy. Consider me your bossy big sister for your business. I'll tell you exactly what to do to create high converting copy so you can close your laptop with confidence knowing that you've created words that work. I'm Megan Wisdom, a certified copywriter and bona fide big sis who's helped five, six, and seven figure business owners make thousands of dollars through email marketing. And I wanna help you do that too. Get ready for some no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is advice with a sprinkle of fun as we learn how to create copy that converts into sales. My guess if you're listening to this podcast episode is that you're thinking about launching a product or service, maybe sometimes in the near future, pretty soon, maybe next year. It doesn't matter when. If you are thinking about launching, then there's no time like the present to go grab my free launch checklist. This will give you the step-by-step outline of what you need in order to have a successful launch completely free. I'll leave the link in the show notes. So go down there and sign up today. So even if you feel like a small fish in a very big pond, you can successfully launch a product or service with a small email list. Like I said, a bigger list doesn't always mean more engagement. In fact, usually smaller, more intimate lists, they know you better, they trust you, you have a very good rapport with the people on your list, and that's great. Now, a bigger list can be better just because of simple math. Conversion rates, they vary, and I cannot promise you what your conversion rate should be, is, etc. Like there's no hard and fast numbers on this, but typically we see around one to two percent conversion for course creators. But I've also seen way higher. So I always like to think uh, plan for the worst, hope for the best. And that's the kind of scenario we're going to go with here. So let's say your conversion rate is around 2%. How big is your list? At 2% of your list, is that going to meet your financial goals? Maybe, maybe not. For example, Jeff Walker likes to tell the story about a woman named Sarah who had a list of about 200 people. She launched and she made about $3,000 in sales, only selling five spots. So of course, this entirely depends on your product and how much it costs, how many people you have, all that good stuff. But just to give you an example, $3,000 ain't bad, am I right? And that was a 2.5% conversion rate. So for her, that met her goals. It really depends on what your expectations are as far as the goals you're shooting for financially. But if you do the math and 2.5% or 2% conversion rate is adequate for your needs, then great, go with it. If not, you can spend some time building your list. We talk more about how to build your list and what kind of opt-ins to offer back in episode 12. So why would you want to do an email only launch to a small list? Doesn't that sound detrimental? Does it sound terrible? It shouldn't because there are very good reasons you should start here, especially if it's your first launch. First, it can help you really refine your offer. Knowing that you have the right offer in front of the right people at the right time is the key to successful launch, no matter how big or small you are. So if you have a really engaged email list, then you're going to be able to get feedback from them. You're going to be able to refine 
that product even more. And that is going to help you as you grow your audience and reach the masses, then you're going to have even better conversion rates and make sure that you're creating the offer that the people want and need. That's a really important part of launching. Number two, it helps you refine that product and make more sales without spending ads. So ads can be super expensive. And if you already have people in your little world, your little online world who know, like, and trust you, and you offer them this thing that you believe is going to help them with their problem, then they are the best people to be looking at that at first, because they are the ones who are going to be warmest, your warmest leads. You could bring in people via ads and pay for them to get eyeballs on your product. But if they don't know, like, and trust you, they are going to be less likely to buy at first. Okay, Megan, you may say, how do I do this? I'm in. Let's do an email only launch to get started. So the very first thing you're going to do is warm up your audience even more. So they're on your list. They know, like, and trust you. You have an engaged list, but now we're going to warm them up even more toward the product that we're creating. We are going to provide lots of nurture content. We're going to provide engaging emails that people want to open, that provide value, that give them quick wins, that help them feel warm and fuzzy, that have stories, that help entertain them, but also persuade them or inform them about a certain topic. Whatever you can do to provide value to the people who are reading it, because remember, it's a it's a real honor to be in their inbox in the first place and for them to be following you in the first place. We want to give them something to feel good about, something that they feel like they can use in the meantime before you actually get around to selling. So once you get to that point where you're offering this product that you've created, they're like all in. It doesn't even feel like a sale. So those of you who feel like gross about selling things, just know that if you nurture your audience well, that by the time you ask for a sale, you are not twisting anyone's arm. The people want to be in that room. They are raising their hands and asking for the thing that you have created. You're just saying, hey guys, I have this thing. And they're excited about it. It truly does feel like a seamless transition at that point. So prioritize nurture marketing. I know a lot of us like to put this on the back burner because it doesn't feel very urgent and it also doesn't immediately translate into a sale. But I promise you, it does translate into a sale, just not at that moment later on down the road. So don't neglect nurture marketing. The second thing we're going to do is enlist their help. Ask yourself, how can I make this a collaborative project with these people who know, like, and trust me? There's two reasons for this. One, it benefits you as a creator because you are getting great feedback from people who actually are there for the content you provide. So you can trust their feedback. This is going to help you get super focused and refine your product, but it's also going to make people feel like an insider, like they are part of this project as well. And so they're going to want to see it through. I mean, take for example, if you've ever helped someone plan and execute a wedding, maybe do the decor, you don't want to miss that wedding day, right? Because you've spent all of that time together behind the scenes and you want to see the magic happen. And that is what happens with people who get kind of a behind the scenes invitation to participate in a collaborative project. Even if they don't know the full extent of the project, their curiosity is peaked and their interest is peaked. And they also feel like they have a little bit of a buy-in because they've been a part of this thing. It's a win-win for everybody, to be honest. Another thing you're going to do to have a successful launch with a small list is begin segmenting your list immediately. Make sure you're implementing tags based on the demographics, the interests of the people, their behavior, their email behavior, so that you know who you can identify from the get-go as your most warm leads, the people who are going to be most interested in this product that you're launching. Now, the reason it's important with a small list is because if you start from the get-go, then it gets so much easier. If you try to implement tagging later, it's just, it can be complicated. It can be done, but it's just more complicated. So start right from the very beginning by segmenting your list. And that just means thinking creatively about what kind of tags, what kind 
kind of behaviors you want to tag, what kind of demographics you need to know about, etc. So let me just give you an example from my own list. So I have a lot of teacher business owners on my list, but I also have other business owners. So I have made sure that I clearly identify who the teachers are versus the other entrepreneurs because I don't want to send teacher-focused emails to people who have no interest in education. Also, I have tags that identify people who are more interested in storytelling in email marketing versus launching using email marketing. So these things help me to better clarify what kind of content these people would prefer and what products would best serve their needs. So in a nutshell, if you want to have a successful launch, even if you don't have a hundred million people on your email list, it can be done. You just need to spend time really nurturing your audience, providing them value, asking for their help, and focusing on quality, not quantity, because that's really where it's at. It doesn't matter if you have 200 or 200,000 people, you want quality leads, not just a number on an email list. Hey, real quick before you go, if you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd be so grateful if you shared it with a business bestie. Or better yet, leave a review on iTunes because by doing so, you'll help this podcast reach more business owners who can learn how to use copywriting to grow their businesses. And that's what we're all about here. So thanks.